It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Will be the 
this will be the third, thirteen, fourteen. This will be the third Royal Rumble we've recapped on the show, and every year I let everyone know how knowledgeable I am in the Royal Rumble winners. I know every single Royal Rumble winner, and if anybody wants to try me over at realwrestling.net, just go ahead and let me know. Just just let me know. Say, hey, you know what, Chris? I'm challenging you to let me know every single Royal Rumble winner, and I will do that. So if anybody uh, wants to do that through realwrestling.net live stream or through the live uh, Twitter at Crave Wrestling, feel free. You know, I just need a challenge. That's all I need. And that will be enough for me to let you all know that I know every single, every single Royal Rumble winner. And I'm excited to let you know that. Um, and so, yeah, through through the, the, through the live chat on wearewrestling.net or through uh, Twitter at Crave Wrestling. Only thing I need is a challenge. That's all I need. And I will tell you, and I will tell you gladly, every single Royal Rumble winner. The only thing about that is a few of my trivia questions or are uh, only only a few, but a few of them uh, are asking who won certain Royal Rumbles. But... I don't know. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them aren't those type of questions, um, but so so I, I may I may say it anyways. So I, I I know I'm so good at this. I know how to go down the list. Just real quick. <laughs> so I always have a lot of fun letting people know my uh, Royal Rumble trivia. So this is what I did today. I know all of the Royal Rumble winners, and so I went down the list. And I was like, okay, let me challenge myself because I love working out. I love I love challenging myself and uh, all the time. It makes me, it makes me better, makes me stronger by challenging myself. Not beating, you know, not beating down myself if I fail, if I do, you know do something wrong, but challenging myself and making sure I'm making myself better and stronger. And so today, I said, you know what I'm gonna do. Never done this before. Never, never, never done this before. I'm going to go down the list of all of the runner-ups or the runners-up of the Royal Rumble. And how about how about this? I got every single. I I, I remember every single one of them except for 1998. And I remember 98, but I wasn't uh, all the the 28th Royal Rumble winner. I just got that question here. The 28th Royal Rumble winner. Um, so what was, what was the 28th annual? This would be that would be this year, wouldn't it? That would be yeah. So that's that's kind of a that's kind of a, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> an unanswer uh, an unanswerable question at this point but i can predict it 
and we will have Royal Rumble predictions at the end of the show, as we do with every single uh, every single pay per view that we do every every month. Uh, we have our predictions at the end of the show, and so I'm going to look through here and see if anyone's challenged me, and I'll gladly accept. But like I was saying, we I had I went through all the runners up. I remember all of them instinctively. I was really surprised about that actually, that I was able to to guess all of to, to correctly guess all of them uh except for 98. I had to, I had to verify uh that, but all the other ones I remembered uh I remember just instinctively. I, I just I just kept going down a list. I was uh picturing all of the Royal Rumbles. I was going down the list and I was thinking about who was the runner-up? And so I got all of them right. And uh, how about that? So we're going to go through them. So 1988 was the one-man gang, uh, and it the, the 88 Rumble wasn't, uh, you know, it, it of course it didn't have the, the the big WrestleMania payoff didn't come until '93 when Yoko. Well, there you go. Yokozuna won the nineteen ninety three Royal Rumble. And uh, of course, uh, you know, Bret Hart and and so forth. Uh so one man gang was the runner up. Um it, what 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 a lot of people don't know is the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety eight is the official year of the Royal Rumble concept, but uh there was actually a trial uh, concepts in, in in 1987, uh, and that wasn't uh, that didn't really go over too well. But the 20 man over the top rope was something established by a certain Hall of Famer, which is also a trivia question for tonight. I'm sure I'm sure you guys know it, but you know I won't uh, I won't say the answer. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was the it was 1988 com- comes around. It was similar to Mania as far as it, it, the stakes weren't as high as as WrestleMania as far as you know because Pat Patterson has said many times that you know he came up with the WrestleMania idea and you know, he was instrumental in coming up with the idea and it was kind of like a, a make or break type of thing with WrestleMania they put so much stock in it and you know either they were just going to go. It was kind of like a all-in in poker, you know. Either they're going to go broke, and and you know the WWE as we know it is basically extinct, or they were going to hit pay dirt. And uh, thankfully, um, through the numbers and through the reaction, uh, it was a really really good time to to really commence the WrestleMania series because it was the you know, it was the advent of the rock and wrestling era. Uh, MTV was really big around that time too, so they really, uh, they really did a, uh, they did a fantastic job from a promotional standpoint, kind of cross o- crossing over and making themselves known in that way. And that's one thing that I do appreciate about the WWE. Uh, they, the, the promotion skills that the McMahons have and and, and had. It's absolutely impeccable. Now we may be totally dis- dissatisfied with, <laughs> with 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 their booking and their create and their creative skills, but from a promotional standpoint, 
absolutely fantastic. And even, you know, 30 years ago, when the advent of the rock and wrestling era uh, came about, it was a it was a fantastic way to, you know, to to really incorporate um, to, to, to really incorporate MTV and in, you know in their in their promotion and in their uh, to help them just really really make a name for themselves because you know when Vince Senior had the WWE. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Vince Sr. was even affiliated with NWA for a long time. So, you know, still that still that type of territorial uh, type, type, of, type of thing. So, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily um, it, it, it wasn't necessarily like a, a mainstream attraction as much as the WWE is right now. So, yeah, very, 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 very interesting. Um, so, um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a mainstream at all. So, of course, Vince McMahon has the he he brings out the the amazing promotion, and we get the Rock and Wrestling era. So. Uh, that was very very instrumental in their success, and then the Royal Rumble um, coming in, and even before the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble was in eighty eighty eight, so was SummerSlam, but Survivor Series was in eighty seven. So that whole tradition and that 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 series um, was also a very um, a very risky series to have, you know, as well. So. Um, very, very, very interesting. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, basically, I went through all the runner-ups, and 88 is one-man gang. At that time, he was notable, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't as notable as he was in the UWF, because that was really, in 88, the UWF was still... Uh, was was I believe reaching its uh, reaching its end? I can't remember exactly when the UWF ended. I think it was actually '88 uh, when the UWF uh, ended. And uh, from from that fame, you know, the the, U, the UWF brought some some people over to the NWA and to the WCW uh, to the WWE more NWA than WWE because uh, you had Terry Taylor, which was huge. In the UWF, um, he went over to WC. He went over to the NWA, and of course, well, he well he went over to WCW. He went over to WWE as well when he was uh, the the Red Rooster. So a lot of people from the UWF became very popular. Um, well, at least at least had a job after the UWF stint. Uh, Doctor Death did a lot of work in Japan. Uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, he was the man in Japan. Actually, he was one of the most most popular gaijins, one, one of the most popular uh, foreign wrestlers in Japan um, of all time. He he was very popular in Japan. Of course, uh, Vader was very popular in Japan. Stan Hansen was probably one of the most popular uh, American wrestlers uh, that ever stepped foot in Japan. Um, I know there's many other people who around that time was big in Japan. Uh even uh John Laurinaitis, he was he was 
very popular in Japan at that time. So Japan really um really did a, a fantastic job with with really uh um uh, I can't uh, Albright um uh, I some someone in the chat room or uh, or uh um ch- some someone in the chat room or at Twitter um help me out with the first name uh of um he 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 passed away in the ring. Uh, I believe it was a heart attack. Uh, I think his last name's Albright, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome wrestler, big guy, real big guy. He reminds me of like a, a bigger version of Bull Dur- uh, Bull Dempsey from N- NXT. Because um, it, it, it's it's slipping my mind because I keep thinking of Brent Albright, uh, which was also uh, in in uh, in NWA, but the Newer version of the NWA. Um, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, no, it wasn't Brent Albright. Uh, someone else said Brent Albright. Nope, not Brent Albright. Um, Gary. Yes. Good job, Chris. Gary Albright. That's exactly who it was. Gary Albright. Because I kept thinking of Brent because Brent is. Uh, um, he used to be called. Um, he was in the WWE for a second. Benoit took him under his wing. I don't even remember his gimmick in, in, in uh, WWE. Um, he he. Uh, it was like um, Albright's gimmick was uh, Con- Connor or something. I, I don't remember his his name in, in WWE. He he stayed for a hiccup though. <laughs> He he stayed for a hiccup. I and I don't remember, but he's a, he's an awesome wrestler. But Gary Albright, he he was real big in Japan, um, real real big in Japan. He he was one of the uh, the, the foreign wrestlers. That, Gunner Scott, that, that was his name. Brent Albright, so that was his name, and the WWE was Gunner Scott. So yeah, it was uh, <laughs> very 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 interesting, um, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh yes. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at the realwrestling.net um uh, live chat live stream right now. And yes, Gary Albright, unfortunately, he did pass. He he passed away in the ring. Um I think it was like 2000 if I'm not mistaken. Um so it's been been about 15 years since Albright's uh, been gone. But I think it was in the, I think it was in Japan um in a match in Japan, and I believe he, yeah, he died of, uh, he died 15 years ago, January of 2000, and yeah, he, he, he passed away, and um, he, he had a heart attack, I believe, um, well, actually, it was, actually, it was uh, in Pennsylvania, um, it was for, for a wrestling promotion in, in Pennsylvania, and uh he he got hit with the bulldog and um yeah it was really 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 sad very very sad and um at that time i was at that time i was really getting into i was really getting knowledge into japanese wrestling uh, i knew it i knew about japanese wrestling in the 90s because of stan hansen and because of wcw's affiliation with uh japanese wrestling um but i i was really starting to uh, get into Japanese wrestling around that time, um, because it, it was really it was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, it was really great. So, yeah, so so we're gonna go. So so eighty eight's one man gang. Well, uh, not not eighty nine's uh, Ted DiBiase. Um, he he was the he was the runner up for eighty nine. Uh, John Studd uh, eliminated him, and we'll just go through a few right now. I'll go through the whole thing uh, probably throughout the show. This is going to be a Royal Rumble heavy show, <laughs> although Raw was, uh, you know, it was it was, I guess, a lot more thrilling than typical Raws because my guy, my my, my boy Sting was there, and we'll talk about that a little later. But there was a lot of parts of Raw that I was not happy with, um, and we'll get into that. Raw reunion, it was good to see a couple. It was good to see Scott Hall there, and you know we'll get to the other surprise appearances that uh, that I was that I was cool with, and we'll get to that later. But certainly more of a Royal Rumble heavy heavy show. So this is this these are all the runner ups. Matter of fact I'm just gonna go through all of them now. I'm going through all the runner ups. I'll uh many people know that I know all of the winners. So I won't say that I don't think I'll say the winners. Even with challenges, uh well there's there's some uh, trivia questions throughout the night and I don't want to give them away. So 88's woman gain, 89's DBIC, 90's perfect 91's Earthquake, 92's Sid Justice, 93's Randy Savage, 94's Shawn Michaels, 95 British Bulldog, 96 Diesel, uh, 97 Bret Hart, 98 The Rock, 99 Austin, 2000 Big Show, 2001 Kane, 02 Angle, 03 Taker, 04 Big Show, once again, 05 Cena, 06 Orton, 07 Shawn Michaels, once again. Uh, the only person who has been consecutive runner-ups in uh, the history of the Royal Rumble will be left to be the first trivia question for tonight. So I won't say 08 and 09. So there's your first trivia question of the night. Who were, who is the only person who's been con, uh, consecutive runner-up in Royal Rumble history? 2010, John Cena, once again. 2011, Santino Morella. 2012, Chris Jericho. 2013, Ryback. 2014, Roman Reigns. And we talked a little bit last week about um, we, we talked a little bit last week about uh, Batista, and I'll, I'll go ahead and let Derek come in and on the line and uh, let him rant about Batista and his thoughts on Batista winning the Royal Rumble last year. Good to have you tonight, Derek. Hey, good to be here. As always, Pancake and Power Slams, Chris Featherstone. I am Derek, the dude that stuff on this show that sometimes makes sense. Hey, uh, Batista, I always thought he was boring. I always thought Batista was boring. Yeah, he won the Royal Rumble last uh, last year. What good did that do? I mean, it did absolutely nothing. I mean, if only no, it's one of those, if they could only see what, if they had a crystal ball to see what's going to happen in the coming months after Royal Rumble, if Batista was nowhere to be found. I mean, absolutely, probably one of the worst 
winners. <laughs> nothing happened of it. Nothing came of it. That's not the Royal Rumble that I know and remember and love. Sometimes hate. But, uh, yeah, that's a washed-up memory. I almost forgot that. You, know, you just mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he did win. Why was that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the pizza, I mean, I almost doubt if we ever see him in a wrestling ring again or at least within the next few years other than just being like a gimmick match or something. So, no, I'm uh, – I don't hate Batista, but I never got in the Batista bandwagon. So, you know, and I thought he was cool in OVW's Leviathan and everything. It just didn't uh, – I just didn't stick with it. So I'm sure he's a great guy in real life, but never um, never took hold of his character. So, but that's yeah. just it. See, I was a big proponent of Batista uh, for a while. The the time that he was just the man on SmackDown and really ruled the World Heavyweight Championship scene, this had to be around like 07, uh, 06, 07. Um, when 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 Batista was a was a huge babyface at that time, and was just you know him and Taker was just taking taking SmackDown by by force, and that was the time I liked him. I liked I liked heel Batista when Batista turned on Mysterio. I believe this was oh I think it was oh nine that he that he turned on Mysterio. Because I think 2000, yeah, 2010 was the was his last time he wrestled. Um, was was a little bit after WrestleMania. Well, I think WrestleMania was his last match, but of uh, 2010 uh, when he lost to to Cena. But <clears throat> he uh, he when he made the turn, he he was getting boring. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of Batista. He was getting he was getting kind of kind of stale to me. And when he made the turn, I was a big fan because the 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 lights would go out, spotlight. I call him Spotlight Batista, and it was it was an awesome gimmick. And I liked him then. His return, I was excited to see him return, but it didn't really, you know, it, it didn't really spark my interest, knowing that I would. I was a big proponent of Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble. I did not want Batista to win the Royal Rumble at all. And it's funny how he got such a big pop when he came back last year. But it's funny that that pop died down so quickly. So quickly. And... Daniel, because Daniel Bryan was the guy last year. He he was the voice. I mean, talk about your voice of the voiceless. Daniel Bryan really should have deserved, deserved that moniker because he's even said in that recent interview that he he was booked. He was originally booked to go against Sheamus last year. He said the fifth or sixth match on on uh, WrestleMania, he was supposed to go against Sheamus. And I am so happy that that didn't happen because not only have they fought on the dark match before WrestleMania, they fought for the World Heavyweight Championship on WrestleMania. So I really did not want to see Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus at a WrestleMania again, especially on a lower scale. 
than it was the first time. So, uh, granted, it was quote unquote eight seconds and it was for a title, but I just I, I just didn't want to see a plain Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus match. Wouldn't would have made much sense to me. But yeah, him, him winning last year was just it, it was one of the worst ever. It, it was horrible. The fans and, and I believe they were in Pittsburgh last year booed booed them out booed him out the arena and he quickly became a heel uh right after that. It was it was one of those things that he came in as a face, was, you know, doing all the poses and doing all the baby face promos and then all of a sudden after Royal Rumble that was it was a quick change after that because he had no shot of becoming uh, of staying a babyface after that reaction, so I totally agree with that. So here's the first here's the first Royal Rumble trivia question of the night. Once again, uh, the trivia question on deck is just a random trivia question to see if you guys know. The only person who has been a consecutive runner-up. This was in 2008 and 2009. Who is the only person who's consecutively been a runner-up on uh, for the, on the Royal Rumble? So, be sure to let us know your thoughts on on that. So, let's get well. First of all, before we get to Raw, uh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk to Ohio State as well, um, but. I want to take the time before we go, get into Raw. We got a loaded show this week, as we as we always do. Of course, we got Raw. The flavor of the week is the part three of the worst Royal Rumble winners of all time. We've said we've said uh, um, Big John Stud, we've said Batista, um, and we're going to do three. I think there's a few, but we're going to do three of them, and so. We'll talk about that, and of course, we have the predictions. We have the predictions coming up for the Royal Rumble. But before that, I want to take a, I want to take the time to really thank Matt Taven uh, for last week. Um, uh, we've had many, many interviews, including a big announcement that we're going to postpone until next week. Uh, we have the 150th episode coming up in three weeks. We have the uh, we have the guests locked and loaded and and, and confirmed. Uh, he he's a form he he's a recently released w, WWE superstar, so very excited to talk to talk to this person and see why this person was released and uh, just his thoughts on the WWE as a whole and 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 where he's at as far as uh, you know the, possibly coming back. So very very excited about that and. That will be announced next week because we're talking Royal Rumble tonight. But I want to take the time to really, really thank Matt Taven. Like I said, I've interviewed many, many people in near three years of pancakes and power slams, and I would, I certainly would have to say that Matt Taven, without question, was one of my favorite interviews that I've done on the entire show. And I've had, you know, I've had many people. I've had Carlito. Elijah Burke, uh, Caprice Coleman, um, Crimson, uh, and of course my boy Tyler Rex, which is another one of my favorites. And so uh, many interviews throughout the past three years, 
and he was certainly one of my favorites. Just a just a great guy, great host. Uh, he was a great guest host for the for the show, and we talked to. Uh, uh, we talked to we talked to ROH, we talked TNA, uh, we talked uh, of course WWE, NXT, and some college some college football. So and also some NFL. Uh, so he was a, he was an amazing guest host for the show. Um, very happy to have Matt Taven on the show and be sure to be sure to support his uh, his work in in ROH. Uh, he's a heel. He's with the Kingdom. The Kingdom. Our heels and aren't popular, but him as a guy, you know, just just a class act of a guy, and and just really uh, really thankful to have him on the show. So, kudos to Matt Taven, and be sure to check out ROH, um, just just for for his work and just just for the product alone. For those who don't watch ROH, uh, you are definitely missing out on a, on an amazing treat. Awesome, awesome. Um, Awesome talent pool. I keep saying the best in the in the nation as far as talent pool is concerned, and just the level of the the, the quality of wrestling is really impeccable when it comes to the states as far as televised is concerned. Of course, you can you know you can go to an indie an indie show in Jersey or, or something like that and, and and see some amazing wrestling, um, but from a televised standpoint. Uh, just an amazing quality of wrestling, and of course, uh, <laughs> there's so, we've talked we've talked many times. There's so many people that came out um, of ROH, so uh, absolutely amazing with that. Uh, real quick, I, I, just because we got such a loaded show, um, and yes, Triple H is the correct answer. Great job. Oh, 2008 and 2009. Belongs to Triple H, as as uh, my boy William Regal would say, Triple H. So, um, first Royal Rumble question of the night: Who came up? And I'll give this to Derek just 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 to make you feel like you have important Royal Rumble trivia knowledge. I'll, I'll let you break the ice of the night with this question. And the question is. Who came up with the Royal Rumble concept? Who came up with the Royal Rumble concept? Uh, let's see. I want to say probably somebody like Pat Patterson, maybe, or um, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson is correct. Great, great way oh, to start the trivia. Woo! <laughs> great, great way to start the trivia. Pat Patterson is the correct answer. Next question. This is for the live uh, live stream or RealWrestling dot net or uh, the Twitter uh, at Crave Wrestling. The next question is: Who was the very first wrestler? Ever to enter the Royal Rumble match? Who was the very first wrestler ever to enter the Royal Rumble match? That is going to be um, very interesting. So, 
Uh, and yes, uh, Triple Triple H uh, again is the, the the correct answer. Great job for those who have guessed Triple H. And again, who was the very first wrestler to enter the Royal Rumble match? So far, good job. Yep, Bret Hart is the correct answer. And uh, next question is, who has the most? This is easy. I'll give you. I'll give this one to Derek. I'll give him the easy ones. Um, who has the most Royal Rumble? Win, the most Royal Rumble wins. Uh, we also have a answer. Uh, half of Strike Force. That was that was Tito Santana. Tito Santana was actually uh, second. He was the second ever Royal Rumble entrant. Uh, him and Bret Hart were the first two uh, entrants of the Royal Rumble match. And um, uh, who has the most Royal Rumble victories? That that is for Derek. Hey, Stone Cold. Two for two. Yes. All righty, two for two. Next question, next Royal Rumble, I'm telling you, this is all night Royal Rumble trivia, just back to back to back. Next question is, who has the most Royal Rumble, uh, I'm sorry, who has the most Royal Rumble eliminations? Who has the most Royal Rumble eliminations? All right, let's let's go on to Raw here. Um, We start off with uh, some some Lesnar and Heyman and Rollins for, uh, you know, Lesnar and Heyman calling out Rollins for, the curb stomp that uh, Lesnar received last week, and of course you, and of course Stephanie comes out, Kane and Big Show, and that leads uh, to um, John Cena coming out uh, with, with some some new uh, powder blue or whatever type of blue that was gear. Um, all of his all of his gear has to please the kids. So you have to have very pastel colors to 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 make my two year old boy like Cena. So um yes, Kane is the correct answer. Um and a a part B to that answer is how many uh total eliminations uh does Kane have? How many total eliminations does Kane have? That is the um the, the the part B of the, uh, the, the the oh you 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 got an answer you got an answer Derek no I was just saying what kind of questions that um yeah I'll guess how about um fifteen you said fifteen yeah no no not not uh, yeah, not, not that doesn't count for the Royal Rumble questions but I just he had okay. he had he had eleven he had eleven in one year so that's, that's uh, that doesn't really <laughs> um, no that that uh, that that would yeah that that definitely wouldn't work out yeah Kane Kane has uh, Kane has forty uh, total uh, eliminations so um, he's number one uh, and he's also number one in Royal Rumbles total so. He's he's had he's been in seventeen Royal Rumbles total. So Kane really is the MVP of the Royal Rumble. Um although the corporate Kane is just sickening to me. 
he still has the <laughs> he still has the amazing uh feat the the amazing uh, honor to to just really rule the Royal Rumble scene but's never won. He's never won the Royal Rumble. The closest that he came was 2001 when uh, the winner of the, I don't think that's one of my trivia questions, uh, Steve Austin won the 2001 Royal Rumble, and and uh, that was the same year that Kane eliminated uh, 11 people. So, yeah, I think Kane, you know, Kane is one of those people who just really missed out on being a Royal Rumble winner. Because if you think about the top five eliminations in Royal Rumble history, he's number one. And numbers two through four has won a a a, a uh, has won a Royal Rumble match. As a matter of fact, there's only what like uh, two in the top ten that's never uh, that's that that's never won a Royal Rumble match. Uh, CM Punk is another one. Um, he's he's in the top ten of total eliminations ever. And and he's never won a Royal Rumble, um, so yeah, he's a very very interesting uh, stat there. So um, let's see here. Next question is how many wrestlers? And this is really easy. This is a Derek question. This is too easy. How many wrestlers were in the first Royal Rumble? How many first? How many wrestlers were in the first Royal Rumble? Twenty. Twenty is the correct answer. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, as far as Raw is concerned, we the first match of the night, um, and uh, of course, just like Mac Taven and I talked about, just the first twenty minutes has to deal with something John Cena and, and or the Authority. That's exactly what we got. At <laughs> um, you know, Lesnar was involved this week, but. John Cena and or the authority for the first 20 minutes of Raw. That's exactly what happened. First match of the Raw uh, Raw was Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan. Now, this is how much this is how much I was angered by this match. Of course, yeah, you're going to taint the win with Kane, you know, helping Bray Wyatt win the match. But this was the first Raw match that Daniel Bryan has had in eight months. You know, over eight months. Why in the world would you have him lose a match against Bray Wyatt, who uh, who who is so just stagnant right now? They keep having Bray Wyatt win all these matches against Dean Ambrose and um, and and just recently, I mean, he he'll he'll beat a, a mid card, a, a bunch of mid carders, you know, throughout the weeks. But why in the world would you have him beat Daniel Bryan? This guy is way over, but you have Bray Wyatt beat Daniel Bryan, and you don't even make it a pay-per-view match. Now, I can understand, first of all, Bray Wyatt beating Daniel Bryan is horrible because Bray Wyatt's stock is so stagnant right now in the WWE it just seems like they have nothing to do with the guy. Of course, they're they're kind of beefing him up, 
you know, for Taker is, is what a lot of is what a lot of the rumors have been saying, and what we've reported on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, and of course WeAreWrestling.net. But it just seems like it just seems like they're beefing him up for the Undertaker. But Undertaker coming to Mania is not a lock yet, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen until at least probably next month for that to start. Granted, there's only a little bit over two months left for Mania because Mania is in March this year. But we, first of all, it has to be a two-month feud because, you know, we haven't seen Taker yet. So at least it's, at, at least we're talking about two months unless we see a Taker appearance, you know, well, we're, we're talking less than two months. And, and except if we see a taker appearance at Rumble, which we won't, which most likely we won't see because Bray Wyatt's not competing in a match; he's competing in the Royal Rumble. So unless Bray Wyatt's the last person left, the you know second to last person left, and, and then Taker comes that way and interferes with Bray Wyatt, which wouldn't be a bad idea, but. Why would I mean what? How would they integrate that? What what would Taker have to do with Bray Wyatt, and why would he interfere with Bray Wyatt? It just wouldn't make any sense. So his character is stagnant, and they're making him look good, but he still he's had so many chances. He's been there since what? Uh, what May of 2013? His first match was SummerSlam in 2013 against Kane, and you know, you're talking almost a year and a half, and his stock has still not risen. It's, it's his stock is just as is his stock is the same, is the exact same, and maybe even worse than it was when he first came. So for him to to beat Daniel Bryan cleanly, well, semi cleanly, I guess you can say, because of Kane's interference. But he pinned he pinned Daniel Bryan. He put him in the uh, sister Abigail, and he pinned the guy. So it just makes absolutely no sense to me why they would do that. Just absolutely no sense at all that you would try to uh, dampen uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, you know push his momentum for the sake of Bray Wyatt. It made absolutely no sense to me. I was very upset about that outcome. Yeah, I was. I was pretty shocked about it as well. It's like, what are you trying to do? Daniel Bryan, it's his first Raw match in, you know, what, 9, 10, 11 months. What are they? You've got nothing. You've built nothing. This is a throwaway feud. I mean, it doesn't do anything for Bray Wyatt, really, because, I mean, he is what he is. We want him to succeed and be a big name, but it's just not appearing yet. And he's been there almost two years. And he's still just a stagnant, almost shameless type person. But then you have Daniel Bryan. He's been out for a long time. The people want to see him back. He had this huge success last year. Went down with an injury. Gone. A la Braxton Miller. So, yeah. he just decides to... They decide to have him lose, like I said, almost cleanly. And uh, he had the interference, yada, yada. Any other time, Daniel Bryan would have kicked back from that and won. But uh, yeah, exactly. He would thin, and that just it, it was a 
crappy start to a Raw. Like you said, it was a decent Raw compared to the last few weeks. But uh, it's still, it was a decent Raw, not for the talents they have now, just because they brought back all the old school guys. So that always puts a jump in your heart. But anyway, it's, it was what it was. And yeah, it made no sense. And this feud has nothing to do with anything. And they're just, they're, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan get lost in the shuffle like a lot of superstars do. But, you know, it's not coming back. I know it was his first match, but still, come on. Give him a little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, First, shout out to Wrestle Kingdom Nine. I see that uh, that was mentioned here on the RealWrestling.net live stream. I totally agree. Wrestle Kingdom Nine was an amazing show, and uh, it's making me more intrigued about Global uh, Force Wrestling because they hosted, you know, uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. And, uh, of course, because of Royal Rumble, I'm not going to, you know, elaborate too much on it, but, you know. New, see, the thing is with Global Force Wrestling, I'm hoping, I'm clamoring for it to be something because WWE needs a number two promotion, needs a strong number two promotion because TNA is not it. You know, they're trying, they're trying to kind of rebound from just doing too much too soon with the Destination America deal. Um their 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 formatting is a bit different, you know, with uh, with Josh Matthews and Taz. You know, being at the headquarters, you know, calling a match. Like, we don't know that the matches are taped three weeks in advance. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, the big, the, the beatdown clan, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause, uh, it's funny when we're watching a match, Samoa Joe's match, um, he said... It, they're they're called the beat down clan, but if you read his lips, he said beat down crew, and that just goes to show how much they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing. So that that alone says enough right there. But uh, Eric Young heel turn, he's back into a crazed lunatic. I liked him as a baby face. I was I'm a big Eric Young fan. I think Eric Young is is very underrated. And I was happy when he won the the title. I like his gimmick. I like his funny, just really zany gimmick. Him as a heel when he was with uh, uh, World World Elite, uh, I really I wasn't a big fan of it. And yeah, it just goes to show it's 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 just showing me the same stuff. Like him as a heel with with an unofficial member of the BDC. That's like that's like Louis Spicoli. And Disco Inferno trying to be in the NWO back in the day. It's, it just it doesn't make any sense at all to me. He's an unofficial member of the Beatdown Clan. Yeah, that come on now, it makes no sense. And it, and obviously Bobby Lashley is a babyface now, or, or turning back into a babyface, which kind of tries to balance it out because you have Bobby Roode as a babyface. I was thinking when I was watching Impact Wrestling last week. You have two major factions now that are heels. So if you talk about your 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 imbalance of heels now, you have Evolution, which is James Storm, uh, Huda, um, uh, Manic. I actually like Manic. Manic's, Manic's pretty cool. Uh, of course, you have uh, Sonata and Abyss. So you have you have that stable. Uh, with with uh, evolution, and then you have the beatdown clan, which is 
uh, MVP, Samoa Joe, Loki, um, and Kenny King, and unofficially Eric Young. So you have ten heels. You have ten strong heels uh, within two factions, and so it just doesn't make doesn't make any sense at all. Um, uh, we have a question here. Does GFW have um, have a roster yet? No, they don't. They have they have affiliate they have affiliations with like ten uh, and ten promotions with you know across the world. They got some Australian, German, uh, of course, New Japan. They just have affiliations with um, a bunch of different promotions around the uh, world, and they're going to be hosting their shows. So I guess that's a promotional way to get them you know, known so far so good because they hosted uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 and Wrestle Kingdom 9 is one of the best, has been, you know, touted as one of the best Japan shows ever. And this is not, and of course is the ninth Wrestle Kingdom series, but they've, I think they first started, this is like the 20th year or 21st year since they've had the, uh, the January show, the January 4th show. So, you know they've they've done they've had you know previous affiliations with WCW, they've had uh, previous affiliations with um, with um, TNA. You know they 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 they've uh, partnered with TNA before, and so we'll see. I mean we'll, we'll see if if uh, GFW can launch from this. Um, it'll be quite interesting to see um, what they're going to do with that. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who can jump. See, what, what, and and, and <laughs> we're going to get into Royal Rumble and Raw here in a minute, but real quick, what they need to do, what GFW needs to do, they need a big jump. They, they need a big jump. That's what really helped WCW uh, become relevant within the Monday Night Wars. That's what really put WCW on the map. They had a big jump. They had Luger come over and jump. They had Hogan jump. So those two those two names, Hogan and Luger, jumping over to WCW was a big deal. And so, you know, CM Punk, eh, I mean, he's he's doing his MMA thing right now. Del Rio wouldn't be a jump because he doesn't work there anymore. CM Punk will, wouldn't be a jump either because he doesn't work there anymore. They need the suspension of someone who jumps from WWE. That's who. That's what they need. Um, and I asked, and I asked you, Derek, uh, not including John Cena because there's no way that John Cena will ever leave the WWE. Who could jump to the GW to the to the GFW and make it you know and raise some raise some eyes or you know raise, turn some heads so to speak? Um, who can jump and be a, a good forerunner, a good front runner to really making GFW be a, a a really steady number two promotion and even get to the point? That they're competing with the WWE. Fontango. I'm just teasing. You know, I was thinking while you were saying that, I think Kurt Angle would be a great fit for uh, Global Force Wrestling. Um, outside of that, but that would be a jump, though. Wouldn't, but for a WWE perspective, 
I would almost say almost like you saw if you saw a Roman Reigns jump in, which I doubt would ever happen, obviously. Um I don't Dolph Ziggler, that would be a good one. I mean he's gone Yep, I was he's really not gonna go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking Ziggler too. I think that, I think that's a good one. Uh a couple more. Just just randomly a couple more. Ziggler, um, you've got uh, uh, Big E, Biggie Langston. That'd be a bit of a jump. Wouldn't be too big. Eat Ryback. Ryback would be a perfect yeah. there, I think. Yep, yep. I agree. I I think the, my my two my two was Ziggler and Ryback. I think those two would have. I think those two would be good jumps. They won't be as colossal as uh, as Hogan and Luger, um, just because of Hogan Luger. In the, their for their name, you know, um, if Daniel Bryan jumped, that that would be uh, something, to, you know, to, that would be a huge headline. But as far as two people who, yeah, uh, Ziggler and, and Ryback would, would would be my two uh, that that would jump. Um, hmm, interesting. Sami Zayn. Um. um so my question to uh, my question back to you because we just had we just had a uh, suggestion of Sami Zayn which is a very very interesting would he be would he be with mask or without mask would he go back to the generico character of course he wouldn't be Sami Zayn because that's a WWE owned name so would he go back to El Generico or would he be a, a, a maskless you know um, would, would would he be a different name under, uh, you know, without the mask? So, um, but yeah, interesting suggestion, Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, I, I think I I think Baron Baron Corbin too, man. I, I think I think Baron Corbin or something. I tell you, if I was a booker, I would make Baron Corbin. I would push him to the moon. I think he has. See, there's only few people that has the it factor to me ever. Kurt Angle. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg; those are the three people that ever has had the it factor that the, you don't let. You don't have to take no time. To, there was something about them that was so infectious, that was so captivating, that it didn't make like it. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know, because I'm such a traditionalist and Derek is as well. It's one of those things that you have wrestlers that kind of kind of jump the pecking order, and a traditionalist is like, well, what about this person? What about that person? But it was something. It's something about Angle, Lesnar, and uh, Goldberg that they didn't have to be in in the uh, promotion for six, seven, you know, ten years like uh, like your Mike Shawn Michaels and your Bret Hart's were, uh, but. It was something about them that getting right into I mean, People can say the same thing about Hogan, too. But no, Hogan, Hogan was in the business about six years before he won the WWE Championship. So that doesn't really count. Cena doesn't count either because Cena, Cena was in the promotion. Cena was in the WWE for uh, about three years. Well, he was wrestling for about three years or so. 
But and, and Cena doesn't have the it factor either. Cena, Cena was a, a WWE manufactured man. <laughs> that's that's that he didn't have the it factor. Never did. Um, but Goldberg, Angle, and Lesnar. There was something about them that was so infectious that the they, they just the the fans gravitated towards them. Amazing, amazing. And I think, uh, you know. We need someone like that in GFW. Whoever that person is, um, make him that. And I think Baron Corbin has has the potential to be that guy. I think if Corbin went over to GFW and he kept his little 22-second thing that he does now in NXT, I really think that he would have the potential to be, you know, a top guy. So, Royal Rumble trivia, uh, and, and of course, let us know your thoughts. Um, let let us know your thoughts on WeAreWrestling.net live stream or at Crave Wrestling. Next trivia question for the Royal Rumble is: uh, What years did Hulk Hogan win the Royal Rumble? What years did Hulk Hogan uh, win the Royal Rumble? Um, all right. So next we have the panel, the, the Legends panel with Hogan, Michaels, and Ric Flair. I was I was tweeting, <laughs> I was I was tweeting until my fingers were were numb. Uh, on this one, because it just seemed so scripted. Of course, we know wrestling is scripted. Of course, we know that. But don't make it so obvious. You have Hogan and Flair and and and, and Michaels. The the you know the the bits on in the segment was funny. Shawn Michaels breathing hard, and you know he's a jokester. I like that. It was funny. But the other times, in the predictions, you have Ambrose, you have uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, and Hogan picked uh, Daniel Bryan. So, come on now. And and I tweeted, uh, I I tweeted during that segment, I said, okay, so the very fact that no one picked Roman Reigns for the sake of tipping his hat, tipped his hat, because... Uh, of course, it just seems so scripted. Roman Reigns' name wasn't picked at all, but somehow Roman Reigns comes down to save the day. Come on now. Uh, the panel, uh, you know, the very fact that there were legends was Raw Reunion, I get it. But the panel, that that could have been spared. I, I, I don't see any point of that. Yeah, the Big Show came out. Yeah, it added more. Uh, and added a layer to the feud between Reigns and Big Show, kind of. But the the panel just didn't make any sense at all. And the very fact that no one said Roman Reigns, I'm like, okay, now. So so is that is that a is that a foreshadow uh, of what's going to happen at, at Royal Rumble? So and good job, Hogan won ninety and ninety one. But yeah, it just it just really the the, the whole panel thing. I wasn't look for I wasn't looking forward to it at all. Uh one thing I will say is I do appreciate, you know, their I like the video presentation. I like the pictures that they were showing while Byron Saxon was explaining their the Royal Rumble well while they were talking about their Royal Rumble experiences. I did like that. Uh, it was a uh, it was a bearable element to the the segment, but overall, you know, it just seems so scripted outside of those moments. It seems scripted, and yeah, I don't, 
I always love to see the legends come back, especially Michaels and Flair, and and you've got uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it, it's a time filler. It's a waste of time. I mean, it's just they're there to set up, you know, there's going to be a confrontation after they're there. Roman Reigns, Big Show. I wouldn't even consider Roman Reigns and Big Show a feud. I mean, that's just, it's not even a stepping stone. It's a nothing. Right. Um, it's just ridiculous. However, right now, I want everybody that's listening to this show at home to turn to the Big Ten Network because they're re-airing the national championship game. And um, absolutely, 100% Buckeye fever. However, but the thing, yeah, about that, Ric Flair, I mean, Ric Flair, he's got a lot of notoriety coming up in the playoffs. I mean, gee whiz, the Colts. Yeah, are Colts. Mocked, yeah, the Colts. Uh, you know, and that's great because, I mean, you think about it, the players are, Chris, they're younger than we are. Wow. They are. Yep. And, uh, Two claps and Ric Flair to that. They're in their locker room quoting Ric Flair, and uh, oh, that, yeah. that was so great. And this is the second year in a row Ric Flair's had something to do with the playoffs. He was with the 49ers last, yep. the last during the last playoffs, and they were, brought him in to give a pep talk. I, I, I love it, man. Everybody's a wrestling fan somewhere, somehow, in some way. And it just it comes out at the moment where you feel the best. You feel at your highest, your mightiest. You just want to go, woo! That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, next question uh, is, what Royal Rumble did Sergeant Slaughter win the WWE Championship? What Royal Rumble did Sergeant Slaughter win the WWE Championship? It doesn't look like we'll have much time for OSU talk today. I was looking forward to it, but we have such a packed show um, that we'll, we'll get we'll get our OSU talk in. Uh, uh, Cardell Jones did declare that he's going to stay, which I think is a good idea. We'll talk about more of that in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, we'll definitely talk. We'll definitely get our OSU talk in um, uh, within the next. Uh, coming weeks as far as extensive OSU talk because we haven't really had a chance to to talk OSU in a couple of weeks after they won the national championship and after Cardell Jones declared that he will be staying another year. So we'll, we'll talk about that in, 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 in coming weeks. 1991 is the correct answer. Great job. Next question is, who was the first entrant of the 1993 Royal Rumble? Who was the first entrant of the 1993 Royal Rumble? Next, we have uh, Bad News Barrett's. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Bad News Barrett and D- Dean Ambrose. You know, I'm I'm happy that Ambrose, you know, won because uh, Ambrose is another person who it really seems like they don't really care about his stock at all. But bad news, Barrett. I mean, I hashtagged IC title curse because this is what we're experiencing. I've said this before. I can't think of a single, I mean, the past few years at least, I can't think of one person who's had a successful intercontinental title run. You have the Miz's title, IC title one was just lackluster. Barrett's previous four title runs have been lackluster. Kofi Kingston's uh, Intercontinental title run was lackluster. Big E's Intercontinental title run was uh, lackluster. Curtis Axel's Intercontinental title run was lackluster. So it's like, 
I really Cody Rhodes is rumors lackluster. Big shows. I cannot think. I cannot think in at least the past at least five years. At least five years. I can't think of any person that's had a very exciting intercontinental title run, except for maybe Dolph Ziggler. But they, you know, they they pulled the rug from him because of of allegedly a, a, a comedy show that he had uh, a couple of weeks ago. That he, you know, he had some old people. You know, he had some uh, ex WWE and, and TNA stars there to support him. And so basically, that's that's allegedly why you know he's no longer Intercontinental Champion. But I think he had a chance to really revive the Intercontinental Championship, the U.S. title. For the past few years, other than Ambrose's reign, which was not good, and Cesaro's reign wasn't that good either. But uh, Santino's reign wasn't that good either. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I, none, of them, none of them were good. But at least Rusev was good. I liked Sheamus's uh, reign; he, it was good too. So at least that's at least that's being revived. But the Intercontinental Championship. Absolutely no, 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 not at all. I can't think of anybody in the at least the past five years. Of like I said, of course, um, um, Ziggler, maybe Ziggler, shortly for a short run. Luke Harper is another person who had an unsuccessful title reign. Barrett is none of his none of his five intercontinental title reigns have been. Worthwhile. None of them, not a single one of them, have been worthwhile, and none of them has helped them uh, in, in the long run. Uh, so it's it's that IC title, the Intercontinental title, that should be the number two title. Since they've merged the titles, that should be the number two title. At least it should be tied with the U.S. title. And it's it's like another. At this point, it's not even as prestigious as the European Championship, what they're doing with it now. I, I really can't stand what they're doing with that title. And the very fact that they are having Bat News Barrel lose to Ambrose this week and last week he lost to Sin Cara out of, out, of, out of anyone, that alone says that they don't have any type of long-term investment in building people with that Intercontinental Championship, which is a disgrace to me. It's a huge disgrace. Last time, other than Ziggler's run, I agree with that. Stone Cold, The Rock, that was the last time that the uh, Intercontinental Championship actually had any meaning to it. And that was, well, that was, well, almost, that was 15, 20 years ago. So, I mean, they just don't care about that title anymore. It doesn't have the same meaning. I, for me, it's forever tarnished. Just for the lack of, uh, like I said, 15 years of just People having it, dropping it, having it, dropping it. Oh, he's been Intercontinental Champion three times, four times, five times, six times. Enough of that. That is not what the title is meant to be. It's not what it's for. It's become a novelty now. Nobody cares who the Intercontinental Champion is. Like I said, Ziggler breathes a little bit of life back into it. But, it, again, it's, I mean, he, he's lost it twice. He's been Intercontinental Champion two or three times now. You know, I mean, it'd be good for him, but it just doesn't hold any prestige, and it's not the it's nothing to write home about. Yeah, absolutely. We got rumble predictions coming up. 
next question, next Royal Rumble question is, oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah, Flair. We we, we got Flair already. Uh, good job. Rick Flair is the correct answer. Okay, I've got uh, four four uh, options here. Greg Valentine, A, B, Ludwig Borga, C, Randy Savage, or D, Billy Gunn. Which one of those four was not in the 1994 Royal Rumble? So one of those four was not in the 1994 Royal Rumble. All right, next we have uh next next we have the New Day defeating Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. See, and this is totally subjective because I know people aren't really getting into the New Day stable. I I and I've said this on the on the show before. I was so anti Kofi Kingston that I I'm happy that he, they they he's something they're doing something else with them, but Oh man, I I'm really trying to hold on to the New Day stable. I think the very fact I I think that they're coming out with speaking now. I think that's helping them a little bit. But the the biggest thing they need with the New Day is they need to be in a feud now with someone like the Ascension. They can't be in a feud see you have to understand if you really want to to to, to make baby faces like the New Day, you can't put them in a feud with with two people that people like, like Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. They're heels, but people like them, and so that's not a good way to really create a baby face uh, a baby face stable that doesn't have enough power on its own to get the cheers that the WWE wants. And so booking them against Kidd and Cesaro is not a good idea. The Ascension would have been a good idea or some other, you know, heel tag team that, that, that that's not uh, very over. Feeding with the New Day would be good. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying with the New Day. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm still holding on cuz I like the new day, I like their music, my son likes their music. <laughs> my little 2-year-old son loves the new day music. And I I I'm trying to hold on, man. I I we'll we'll see how far this goes, but I I'm as of this show, as of episode 147, I am still a fan of the new day. And that's fine. They still have a lot to go. Um Kofi Kingston can always perform, but uh, this stable just seems kind of too weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's too happy and preachy. I don't think that uh, it's going to stand up too much longer. I mean, they need some solid competition. The Ascension, I mean, they just they look like absolute jerks, and I don't think – I think from the beginning that the Ascension stepped foot into the WWE, it's been nothing but crap. And you know they need to turn it around, right the wrongs if they can. I think everyone pretty much written them off now and hates them. But I mean, the new day still has a little bit of life in them. That's the thing. You got three members. There's not many three member tag teams out there. And so it's like you know you've got two guys that can go up against maybe the Usos. But what's the other guy going to do? Stand outside and and interfere? Hey, come on, get, come on now. <laughs> Who? Wait a minute. Thirty years ago, there was a team 
that made that really cool. That made that really, really, really cool. And they it got to the point where they even made a rule. Uh, made a rule with uh, winning the championships and 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 they uh, winning the championships and they they're able to swap them and it's got it got to the point where this team was so over in the uh in the world class championship wrestling they had some lyrics that went a little something like this it said i want to tell you a story about a place you don't want to be this ain't no home sweet home it's a home sweet misery. We knew when we got here, they tried to put us away. But when they seen us walk down the street, they ran the other way. Bad streets, Atlanta, GA. Bad street in the whole USA. Bad street, nasty and hot. The further down the block you went, the better it got. The Freebirds, man, they made the three-person team cool 30 years ago and they're trying to do this with the free bird rule still with the the 3mb which flopped the shield made the three-person team cool as well and they're trying to do it with the new day i'm trying to hold on to the new day and, and hopefully they hopefully people pick up to to them speaking of the ascension though i was very happy with the the, the I was very happy with the role that the Ascension was in. And by the way, real quick, uh, next trivia question. Ludwig Borga is the correct answer. Next question is, which Royal Rumble did Goldust win the Intercontinental Championship, and who did he defeat? Which Royal Rumble did Goldust win the Intercontinental Championship, and who did did he defeat? But I loved, I loved this this next segment. This is probably my second best segment of the night. When uh, all the legends come out, NWO, um, and they 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 come out, and then Ascension come out, which is ridiculous. And JBL came out, and I knew as soon as he got as soon as he got the mic, uh, and I and I you know I reported on the Cray Wrestling Facebook page that. Uh, um, that that uh, it was rumored that that the APA was going to reunite, and we saw it, and it was great. They didn't, you know, Farouk didn't do anything, of course, he except for come out. He was taped up to do something, but he he, he didn't do much at all. But we've seen a clothesline from hell. He still got it. It looked good, and uh, you know, of course, uh, the New Age Outlaw still got it, and that's actually leading to a match with them in the Ascension. Uh, su- Sunday at uh, the Royal Rumble. So, hey, you know they were tag team champions last year, and they looked better this year than they did last year. Yeah, it was a great time on Monday Night Raw. And uh, New Age Outlaws, I always love to see them. Even when they came back last year, I said they can still go, and they're back. I mean, WWE's got to see something with them as far as a novelty act again. I mean. They had their time in the sun 20 years ago, but, you know, wrestling fans don't forget that, especially ones our age. It was a great time. You know, the Ascension got made fools of, and we'll see what happens to Royal Rumble. But, I mean, it was a a good – that segment was a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Uh, then we got Summer Rae and Alicia Fox, uh, you know, losing to Natalia and Paige, who, who's going against the Bellas on Sunday. And Rusev uh, beating R-Truth. That's nothing big there, too. Uh, Jay uh, Uso beating uh, the the Miz, which was uh, which was cool. Uh, their their tag team championship is this week as well. And then we get John. Then we get the last uh, segment of the night, kind of that last segment of the night. Uh, Sting, my boy, this first ever Raw appearance. The crowd went bananas in Dallas, Texas, since that is his hometown right now. He lives in Dallas, Texas, so. Uh, it was very convenient for Sting to be there. Uh, it was it was a perfect setup. I loved the fact that they were doing Cena against the world. Uh, people know I'm not a Cena fan at all, but that's a good way to make to quickly make me a Cena advocate. When you have Sting coming out and helping him, and for the for the purposes of re of bringing back um, uh, Ryback and Ziggler and Rowan. And I would be perfect, perfectly honest with you. If this was the main event for like Fastlane or something like that in February, I would have been perfectly fine with it uh, because it, 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 the suspense was feverish. The crowd went bananas, and it was a really, really, really good way to end the show. Brock Lesnar coming out and, and you know, making a statement. I was cool with it. The only thing is, he did it to two heels. And I want Lesnar to give the rub to to whoever he lets, who, whoever beats him at WrestleMania 31. He has to give the heel. He has to be as heely, heelish as possible. He cannot have any. To me, he can't have any glimpses of babyface. He has to really put whoever beats him at WrestleMania 31 over, and be a dominant heel like he's been. And it was cool to see him F5, you know, uh, uh, it was cool to see him F5, Kane, and the big show. It was cool. Fans loved it. But I don't I don't want to see Brock Lesnar as a face at all, at least until after. He probably won't be there after 31. We'll see. But maybe after WrestleMania 31. But don't have him be a, a face at all until WrestleMania 31. Until after. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, it was silly. You know, I think Brock Lesnar still has a lot to show. Um, he's not again against two heels, and you don't want him to be a face. I don't want him to be a face. I don't think he should no. be for the fact just the way he is. So it was a dumb ending yeah. to all. But um, again, Sting coming out, woohoo! That's your boy. I still miss the Sting with the face paint and the blonde hair. Yeah, well, how about you go back to 1990? He's 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 there waiting for you. All right, the next question is, uh, well, wait a minute. I don't see the correct answer. Um, again, who the Goldust beat at the 96 Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Championship? And uh, I actually said... Yeah, I actually, t- I actually said I have the answer. So who would he beat? <laughs> who would he beat to win his first Intercontinental Championship? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, real quick, we'll we'll go into the part three of the worst uh, Royal Rumble winner Flavor of the Week uh, on the other side, and also we're going to do predictions. We'll be right back. 
It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Real quick, we are going to, um, yes, go Dust beat Ray's Ramon. Yes, good job. Next question, uh, I told you I'm going to load it with Royal Rumble questions. Uh, who won the WWE Championship at the 1997 Royal Rumble? Uh, I think I might load it with Royal Rumble questions next week, too. Um, the uh, the post-Royal Rumble show. Um, who won the WWE Championship at the 1997 Royal Rumble? All right, so uh, real quick, a couple minutes before we get into predictions. Uh, this, uh, there's there's two of them that's, uh, that, that, were, that, that comes up. But one of them was in the year of 2000 and, nope, it was in the year of 1999. And that goes to Vince McMahon. The reason why he was one of the worst Royal Rumble winners of all time, because first of all, why in the world is Vince McMahon winning a Royal Rumble? I understand it was to not make Stone Cold, you know, win it again. But it was absolutely horrible him winning the Royal Rumble. It was no payoff to it at all. Of course, he didn't go and 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 competed for the for the world title uh, at that time. And so, yeah, it, to me, it was absolutely ridiculous. It made absolutely no sense at all, and just was uh, it was a waste. It was a total waste of a Royal Rumble, and it was. You know, it was too. They were they were too engulfed in, in Austin McMahon. I understand it. It was it was you know one of the biggest contributors to, um, uh, to, to 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 defeat the Monday Night Wars. But at the same time, uh, no McMahon winning the Royal Rumble. I would have been even better because because uh, that year the. Uh, the Rock was champion, and 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 Steve Austin ended up going to, uh, end up going to the WrestleMania 15 anyways, and defeating The Rock and winning the WWE Championship. So <laughs> McMahon winning meant absolutely nothing, and it was absolutely horrible. Not not happy at all with with that, and he was definitely one of the worst World Rumble winners uh, ever. Um, because he didn't wrestle WrestleMania, and there was no payoff to it. There was no payoff to it. I remember he was running around the whole building. Yeah, I think Stone Cold was chasing or whatever. So it was like it it wasn't even a Royal Rumble match. It was just another pay-per-view that year. Yeah. It uh, it made no sense. I didn't like it. So, yeah, I totally agree with this one. Mr. McMahon was not a good winner, had nothing to do with future building of a story. It was pretty much useless. Absolutely pretty much useless. Absolutely pretty much useless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh uh yeah, we got some we got some agreeing uh we got some agreement uh, here on the we are wrestling dot net live stream. Yeah, McMahon oh man, absolutely no purpose at all for McMahon winning. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our predictions coming up uh, for the Royal Rumble this year. So the undercard for the Royal Rumble is not very good at all. It's it's a weak undercard, and it hasn't been invested. There hasn't been much investment in the undercard at all. Um, I haven't been a big fan of uh, of that at all. So 
Well, even with that being said, even with that being said, we have our undercard matches of Natalia and Paige against the Bellas. Derek, who you got? Well, I suppose the uh, Natalia and Paige. Um, hmm. See, my thing is, does this lead into, because Paige just abruptly turned face. Um, you know, just for the total divas part of it. I wonder if this leads to Paige and Natalia uh feuding against each other and Paige possibly going heel. Um again. Um I would be okay with Natalia and Paige a uh, triple threat match against the Bellas uh, against uh I'm sorry, against Nikki Bella uh at Mania. I'd be okay with that. Um I I say Paige and Natalia win because they both would have some steam saying that they um, they both deserve a title shot, I'll say that. New Age Outlaws against the Ascension, as as much as it hurts me to say this, I think that they're going to make the Ascension go over the New Age Outlaws just to try to help out the Ascension. It really hurts me to say that. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but, I mean, the Ascension, they don't need help sucking. I mean, they just do. And, I mean, they just, again, they've yeah. had nothing horrible, but, yeah, I could see them winning just to uh, give them a little bit of steam. Yeah. Uh, let's not let's not forget about the new day against uh, Kids Zorro and Adam Rose uh, for the for the pre-show. Um, I think they'll I think they'll have start us off feeling good. Um, the new day has been winning. Um, uh, yeah, I think they'll start us off feeling good. Uh, there's something about this that I think the new day is going to win. Yeah, I mean, the new day's got nothing else to lose. And- I don't really think Adam Rose is pretty much irrelevant. So is uh, yeah. Kid. So all right, the new game. Yeah. All right. Real quick, Usos against uh, Miz and uh, Mizdow. I got the Usos winning. Yep, you got the Usos winning. The breakup of Miz and Mizdow. Hmm. Real quick. Uh, uh, so we got a quote. Uh, I personally think Brie Bell is going to turn on Nikki. Uh, that might be interesting. All right. Real quick. Uh, we got uh, Lesnar and Cena and Rollins. Who you got? I got Lesnar winning. Yes, I agree. Uh, Lesnar will be winning. Who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Roman Reigns. <sighs> uh, see, I had a, I had an awesome article about two matches that I want to see, but I think that the winner will be Roman Reigns. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. We'll be back to talk about it next week. Until then, have a great week. Enjoy your week of wrestling, and God bless. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.